There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Detroit City Cast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and it has you covered for the NFL season. They are offering same gay parlays in all pro football matchups. They are bringing back their Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million Beat the Spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in, five friends. Happy Wild Wednesday. I know from Wolverine fans, still kind of processing what's happened over the last couple of weeks. Michigan State fans, a little upset about Kenneth Walker not going to New York for the Heisman ceremony. And before I get into anything else, let me just kind of just lay this out there. I, I know that most of you listening to this show are aware of this, but I've seen some silliness on social media the last couple of days when it's come to Kenny Walker not getting invited to New York. And I even put a, I, I put a, a poll up and asked, were people, you know, surprised, you know, should Kenny Walker have gone, uh, you know, instead of Aiden Hutchinson? But I figured that most people, I mean, the high majority of people, understood that you're not just invited to be invited. It's based on what place you finish in, in the voting. So, obviously, Kenny Walker, at, at best, is fifth. It doesn't mean that they invited Aiden Hutchinson over him because of the the, you know, narrative of Michigan going to a CFP game and Kenny Pickett because Michigan State's playing him in the Peach Bowl. That's what happened as far as the vote totals go. That C.J. Stroud, Aiden Hutchinson, Kenny Pickett, and of course Bryce Young who's going to win it. Uh, the last check of the odds had Bryce Young, I believe was he minus 6,000? 
Minus 6,000. Hutch, plus 18 to 1. Kenny Pickett, 30 to 1. And CJ Stroud, 40 to 1. It has nothing to do with narratives. It has nothing to do with, you know, trying to get ratings. They invite the players that got the most votes. And there's certain years where the fourth place getter is so far away, they don't even invite them. This year, the, the top four, maybe there's a tie for third or second, who knows. Uh, that's how it works. So I just thought it was silly. And I know that most people know that, but there were definitely people out there that didn't realize that it's based on who gets the most votes that gets invited to New York, not about television ratings and digging it to one team or the other. So that was a little silly. But it's been quite the last couple of weeks uh, in, in Detroit sports in many different ways, good and bad. And then obviously really good if you're a Michigan fan. And the Lions break the seal and get their, their win in the last second. Jared Goff, Tom Ross, St. Brown, touchdown pass. So lots to, you know, really just enjoy after some brutal stuff for a long time if you're a Michigan Wolverine fan. And obviously the Lions fans that have wanted this win and, and hoped and prayed for it just to get that one win at least and not be an 0 for team, even with a tie, all season long. Uh, so we, we uh, you know, this is what we love about sports. And we are going to have some fun today as I ranked the top 10 most important Jim Harbaugh games during his tenure at Michigan earlier this season. I did it after the Michigan State loss. And I had talked about this for a few years where to me, and I said, you can fight me on it if you want. To me, the 10 most important games that Jim Harbaugh had coached during his tenure in Ann Arbor were all losses. And I'll go through those for you, but there's a re-rank. Because in the last month plus, things have certainly changed with the Michigan football program. Now, hopefully those those games that are going to be in new spots in this top 10 most important games hold up and lead to more of that. But before this season and into this season, even with, I didn't have Wisconsin in the top 10, I didn't have Nebraska in the top 10, those were nice wins. And the Wisconsin win was the first upset win for the Wolverines under Jim Harbaugh and the first time they'd won as an underdog since 2015. So those were, that was a great win, but it's not in the top 10. So I'll explain all that to you and give you my re-rank. We'll get to that in just a bit. Uh, but first, let's take a trip to the Motown betting window. It's brought to you by our great friends at Bat Rivers. And I want to start with Michigan's national championship odds. Bamba, the, fa- the favorite right now, plus 115. Georgia, plus 140 at Bat Rivers. The Wolverines, 6.5 to 1. Cincinnati, 20 to 1. Now, of course, if Michigan wins and beats Georgia, it's going to be, I don't want to say a toss-up, but pretty close. Uh, obviously, if Cincinnati goes, Michigan will be a, a decent-sized favorite. And if uh, Alabama, you know, beats Cincinnati, which is most likely, Alabama would probably be a slight favorite over Michigan to win it all. Uh, point spread-wise, could be a seven-point spread, something like that. But I mentioned that a few weeks back, or now it's been about a month, I made a bet on Michigan at 50 to 1. And if they get to the title game, I can hedge the crap out of that. So that was originally just a fun kind of bet. I, I thought they had a chance to beat Ohio State. But boy, have things changed since then. So those are your current odds right now at Bet Rivers. Let's take a look at the lines for the bowl games, uh, both for Michigan State and the Wolverines. We're going to see a lot of movement uh, on these bowl game lines, not just the, the Michigan State-Pittsburgh line and the Michigan-Georgia line, but all these different games. Because, you know, you don't have another bowl game until the 17th to start the season. You've got Army-Navy this weekend. And as I mentioned, I will have picks on every single bowl game 
throughout the year. Not all of them are going to be, you know, three, four star picks. I'm going to rate them for you one through five. But I, I normally have a pretty darn good bowl season, and I'm going to give you picks on them every single show, and we'll cover every single game. So right now, the Pittsburgh-Michigan State line has definitely had some movement. Down to one and a half for Pittsburgh, minus 104. Michigan State getting one and a half, minus 118. So a huge shift uh, towards Michigan State. Minus 112 on the money line for Pittsburgh. Minus 109 uh, on the money line for Michigan State. The total, 60 and a half. That's down a little bit. Uh, over minus 113 and under minus 108. And then for Michigan and Georgia, December 31st, New Year's Eve, 730. That line up a little bit on Georgia's end. Remember, we this line opened 7.5. We saw some 8.5s. Now it's down to 8 at Bent Rivers, or actually up to 8 because it was 7.5 yesterday. Minus 109. The Wolverines plus 8, minus 112. So a little more juice on the Wolverines getting the 8, but that's a full point uh, over the 7, uh, which 3 and 7, of course, the key numbers in football. Money line, Georgia down, uh, you know, kind of down a little bit. It was 320, now it's 315. That's kind of fluctuated. Not much over the last few days. Michigan uh, on the comeback, plus 230. Total sitting right where it's been. At 43.5, minus 113, under minus uh, 108 at 43.5. And it's amazing to me, you look at the other semifinal game with Alabama and Cincinnati. The total is, it's now 14.5 points higher. It was 15 points higher. Uh, Cincinnati now back to a 14-point dog. The total, 58. It's just amazing. you got Georgia and Michigan. They can definitely score a ton of points. And obviously, Cincinnati and Bama are teams that have high-powered offenses, better defenses probably for Georgia and Michigan overall. But you got a 50, almost 15 points higher in the total uh, for Cincinnati-Alabama than you do on Georgia and Michigan. I, I like the over in the Michigan-Georgia game. Could it be a lower-scoring game? Of course. But I think that, that both teams are going to be in the 20s, and that, that, that total is going to go over. I don't really have an opinion right now on the Cincinnati-Bama total. It's kind of right where it should be, but there should be a lot of points in that game as well, and maybe a lot of them coming from uh, Alabama. All right, Lions off the, the win, the miracle last second, Hanukkah Christmas miracle uh, walk-off. They will get it going this weekend in Denver. And this line down from where it was yesterday, it was Broncos minus 8, now it's Broncos minus 7.5 at Bet Rivers, minus 113. The Lions got the comeback, plus 7.5, minus 108. Money line Denver, minus 345. Lions plus 290. And the total is at 42 over minus 113. Under minus 108. And I, I want to monitor uh, DeAndre Swift's condition. Because if he's able to play, and it looks like there's a chance that he will be able to, that really changes the game for me when it comes to even more value on the Lions uh, when it comes to that, that, that 7.5 or 8-point spread. So continue to monitor DeAndre Swift when it comes to to the Lions on Sunday in Mile High. I think it's going to be a one-possession game. I still don't, I have no idea why Denver's such a big favorite with such a terrible uh, offense. And they just got you know embarrassed against Kansas City. Uh, but definitely, if DeAndre Swift, who's listed as questionable, so is TJ Hawkinson. He, he had a hand issue, was limited in Wednesday's uh, practice. Swift did not take part in Wednesday's walkthrough. Walk and also, Jared Goff has found his way on the injury list. Uh, he didn't participate in Wednesday's walkthrough due to an illness. Uh, that's via our friend Dave Burkett, friend of the show as well. So we'll monitor that for you throughout the week. But if DeAndre Swift's able to go, and especially if Hawkins is able to go, I just think that the, 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 this Lions team has got enough offense against a pretty good Denver defense. You know, that's the strength of their team. But Denver can't score a ton. And the Lions defense has been 
one of their their strengths at times this year, which in so many other years had not been. Uh, so that's something that I really think is going to keep this as a one possession game. Weather doesn't look like to be a factor. It's supposed to be in the 50s or so. Could be, you know, cloudy in Denver, but it looks like no snow issues. I think they're going to have snow on Friday, but then nothing on Saturday and Sunday. So we'll keep monitoring that as well. All right, it's a trip to the Motown betting window brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers coming right up. The re-rank of Jim Harbaugh's 10 most important games during his tenure in Ann Arbor. There's definitely been some movement with some games coming into the fray this season. That comes right up. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. The VSIN midseason football special is here. Put the VSIN betting experts to work for you from now through February for only $99. Daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in depth data and analysis on VSIN.com. Sign up today at VSIN.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. All right, well, earlier this season, we had some fun with this, and I've been talking about, you know, the, the big games during Harbaugh's tenure for several years now as they just seemingly got worse and worse and in all the big moments, you know, Harbaugh's teams in, in Ann Arbor would lose. In, in these games that could, you know, change the program's trajectory or, you know, help Michigan get to a, a Big Ten title game or the CFP or, you know, beat Ohio State, all these different things that Michigan had a chance to do some special stuff in. And they kept failing. And we did this after the Michigan State game earlier this year. And I brought up the fact of Harbaugh at that point was 3-9 and nine against his rivals, 2-9 and nine against ranked opponents on the road, 0-6 against top 10, 10 teams on the road, all these big failures in the big games. And, and I know that some people would want to throw up a Penn State game or a Wisconsin game here and there in that top 10 that Michigan had won. But Michigan won those games in Ann Arbor. They were favorite, favorite in those games. And it, those weren't games that really could change certain things. So I, I went through the games that I felt were those that could have changed things. And obviously if they would won certain games of these they would have gone to a Big Ten title game or could have gone to the CFP so I'm going to give you my original rankings here and then the updated rankings and I think you'll be uh interested and maybe some surprised who I have number one overall in the re-rank but let me start with with where we were going back to October well October I think it was November 1st we did the show after the the Halloween loss that you know probably should have happened because Michigan had a 16 point lead and everything went well for the Spartans and as I said on that uh, you know post game reaction pod, that Michigan was great, Michigan State was better, and in the end, the Spartans won that game, and there was no excuses. wasn't blaming the refs, none of that stuff. I didn't blame the refs when J.D. Barrett was short uh, back in 2016. But number ten was that first game at Utah, the night game. You know to set the the tone of the Harbaugh era. I think Michigan was a better team than Utah was, and they just kind of fumbled themselves around. If you remember Jake Rudox, you know, first start for the Wolverines. And that that just that was not the way to start that era. 
and you kind of felt, all right, well, you know, it's one game, but hopefully there's not more of this to come. And unfortunately, there was a lot more of that to come. Number nine was Ohio State in 2015. That was the 42 to 13 Buckeye win. Uh, they had won nine of ten. The Wolverines did have a chance at a New Year's Six game and failed once again to the Buckeyes. Number eight was Michigan State in 2017 in Ann Arbor, 14 to 10. Ranked number seven was Michigan. That was the first MSU Michigan night game ever at either team stadium. I'll never forget the atmosphere on that one. Michigan was 4 0 and already beat a good Florida team in a neutral site and then lose to the Spartans 14 to 10. Number seven, the night game at Notre Dame 2018. Shea Patterson's first game. I think it was what the third play through interception on the first series. Michigan did find their way back, but lost in the end. 24-17. I, w- I was at that game and I remember just the, the hype and the feel for uh, you know the Wolverine fans and what that game could have been to start off that 2018 year in good stead and it went the other way and Michigan lost uh, as they could not stop Kaiser and Notre Dame's offense over and over again. Number 6 2019 Ohio State. Notice how there's a lot of Ohio State games on here. I think they're all on here. Uh, that game was in Ann Arbor. Michigan had won 7 of 8. Chance to rack number 1 Ohio State season. They lose 56-27 to 27 in front of the home fans. And the Buckeyes extended that winning streak to 8 games. Longest in series history. First team to score 50 points were the Buckeyes in consecutive Ohio State U of M games. That sucked. Number 5. And some people forget about this game. I think that most diehard Michigan fans don't. But the Iowa game in 2016, the night game in Kinnick, Michigan in the pink locker room. Wolverines were number two in the country, 9-0. Big Ten title game, CFP on the line. They lose to the Iowa Hawkeyes. That was a that was when things early in the tenure of Harbaugh were starting to feel like, okay, we know Harbaugh's a good coach. Why are they not winning certain games like this? And they'd already lost a few of those. That was a tough one. That really could have led to a lot of a lot of Really good things early on in the Harbaugh tenure. But of course, that's the problem early in for the first basically six years into this year. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's teams lost those games in big moments. And Michigan was clearly a better team than Iowa. They were a big, not a big, big favorite. I think they were like a seven-point favorite or so in that game. And Iowa takes them down uh, as Michigan's number two in the country. I believe Iowa was unranked in that game. Number four, Ohio State in 2016. We'll never forget this one. 30-27, double overtime. JT Barrett was definitely short, but you didn't put the foot on the throat if you're the Wolverines. You can't let the refs decide it. I didn't make excuses, even with that silly, you know, Ohio Athletic Hall of Fame referee that was part of the call there. You know, Michigan outplayed the Buckeyes 95% of that game, but found a way to let Ohio State get back, get to overtime, and beat them. And whether JT Barrett was short or not, Michigan should have won that game before it got to overtime and then double overtime. Number three, trouble with the snap. Explains itself, 2015, both teams ranked in the top 12. Game day there, chance to get the rivalry back on track. The incredible hype, had no business losing that game and they should have thrown a Hail Mary instead of punting with Blake O'Neal on that final play. I'll always say that. Number two is the Michigan State game this year. I mean, Michigan and Michigan State both 7-0. The Wolverines working their way up to the top you know, 10 and top 5 in the country and they had a 16-point lead and they let Kenny Walker score five touchdowns and... It was just another one of those situations where, as I've said for the last few years, Harbaugh can be a great coach. He hasn't been a great coach at Michigan, but we obviously see what he did with the San Francisco 49ers, what he did with Stanford, what he did with San Diego. He can't win the big games. 
And, and, and to that point, they became 3-9 and nine against the rivals and 2-9 and nine against ranked opponents on the road and 0-6 and uh, against top 10 teams on the road as both Michigan and Michigan State ranked in the top 10. And it just seemed like it was going to be more of the same. But as we know, that ended up changing. And number one, Ohio State 2018 in Columbus. They were 7.5-point favorites. I believe they were the biggest favorite on the road against the Buckeyes since 2001. Chase Winovich revenge tour, Big Ten title, CFP on the line, a disaster, totally mollywhopped, 62 to 39. So that was where it was heading into November. Well, obviously things have changed. And this is where we're at now for the top 10 most important games in the Jim Harbaugh era to this point and one coming up. You look at what this team is and what they what they had been in these big moments and what they might be becoming, and you'll see why I have my game at number one. That's at number one. So number 10 now is at Notre Dame, 2018 game, the Shea Patterson first game. Number nine, Ohio State 2019, uh, the 56-27 Lamb Basting. Number eight, the Iowa game, when Michigan was number two. Number seven, the JT Barrett Ohio State game. Number six, trouble with the snap. Number five, this year's Michigan State game. Now it's, there's been such movement and such big wins in the last month or so that game's now down to number five it was number two number four the Ohio State 2018 seven and a half point favorite absolute disgusting vomit inducing performance where I think the Ohio State's still scoring with Dwayne Haskins 62 to 39 and now is where things have changed number three this year's 42 to three absolute destruction of a top 10 defense in Iowa a game that I will never forget what it felt like to see it in person and the blue maze of blue confetti, you know, being blasted across the field and, you know, just the atmosphere and knowing you were in your first Big Ten title game. That was a weekend I'll never forget. Number two. Now, this game hasn't happened yet, but this is, to me, at this point, the second most important game in Jim Harbaugh's tenure. It is the, the CFP semi against Georgia. And win or lose, you know, if Michigan loses that game, you can't say, oh, they got... It still it still needs to hurt. But this was a season that I thought Michigan was maybe a 9-3 team at best. This has been a magical run. And win or lose, this season is still going to be a success because it's about what happens going forward. And that's why that game is number two and why this game is number one. Because to me, starting at... Five in the morning when I was able to take that picture with my good friend in the the big house with my arms outstretched on game day against the Buckeyes. And through that entire day, the weather so similar to 97, the absolute domination and mauling of the Ohio State uh, you know, defensive line by Michigan's offensive line and the way that Cade McNamara was able to play just the, the whole kit and caboodle, the atmosphere the heartfelt joy after so many brutal losses, seeing so many friends of mine that hadn't been to Michigan games in forever that flew in for the game, or fathers that hadn't gone to a game in a couple years because of COVID, or mothers, the same reason. They were all there. It was just perfect. And then, of course, storming the field. But that game this year, and we've talked about this, for the Michigan Wolverines program, could change the trajectory for a long time. Recruiting, Harbaugh's ability to win big games, that confidence, the brilliant mastery of Josh Gaddis calling the game offensively. The play calling was insane. 
and, and just so top level. Mike Old McDonald out of Farms defense, Hutchinson and Ojabo and so many others just rocking Ohio State. Ohio State didn't know what to do. They hadn't been tested since Oregon. They were blowing people out. They'd been in a couple games that were maybe closer shades than they expected them to be, but they were just destroying teams, including Michigan State, who, you know, was a team that was looked at as a top 10 team at one point this year. Ohio State seemed like they were up 42 to nothing in seconds. They did not know what to do when Michigan took it to them. And just all the different pieces of that game are exactly what can change a program's direction and trajectory. And to me, that game is number one, and it probably stays number one unless Michigan wins the national. If Michigan goes to the title game this year, then of course that's number one. That's obvious. But I think that the only thing that would supplant Michigan and Ohio State for this year as being the most important game of the Harbaugh era is if they play for a national title. Because that game, it was so needed. It was such a waiting to exhale game. It was such a, you know, long time coming situation. The building, the building to a crescendo of everything and the fans on the field for an hour and just the beauty of all the maize and blue, the 20, 30,000 that went on the field. That was one of those little dots. That to me is the most important game in the Harbaugh era and will stay that way until Michigan plays in a championship game, which could be this year. That was pretty much the epitome of what the most important game the Wolverines have played, Harbaugh or not, probably maybe since 97. I know they won the Big Ten title in 2004. There's been a lot of other big games, you know, throughout that period of time. But I think the biggest game they played, obviously aside from the Rose Bowl, was that Ohio State game in 97. They had to win that game. And that gave a chance in the, the last year before the BCS to win a national championship. The Ohio State game this year opened it up to everything else. To get to Indy, to get to the CFP, and then hopefully to the, the championship game against the Bama or uh, Cincinnati to win it all for the first time since 97. And then you won't have any more, hey, they split the vote. We all know that split vote was BS. It's Tom Osborne's sympathy vote. Phil Fulmer voted the Wolverines like 15th in that coach's poll. Everyone knows Michigan was a consensus national title champion. And obviously the next year is when the BCS took over. So there's my re-rank of the top 10 most important games in the Jim Harbaugh era as coach of Michigan. Once again, the top five, Michigan State this year, Ohio State uh, 2018, the game in Columbus, 62-39 is number four. The Big Ten title game this year is three. The CFP semi will be number two, win or lose. And number one, the Ohio State Buckeyes game this season. All right, that's going to do it for us today. we got a big football Friday show coming up. I'll be talking with my counterpart from Denver, the Denver City cast, my man Holden Kushner, about Lions-Broncos. We'll get our football picks going. Another good week for the Squatch and have a lot of fun. Looking forward to Army-Navy as well on the Football Friday show. So please stay tuned for that and please continue to like, rate, subscribe, share these shows. It means so much that we're connected with all of you out there and we'll keep giving you the best shot we can every single show. All right, until next time, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach, out! Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. 
and must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.